You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato with Red Bank Property. And today we have a special guest here with us, Bob Lachance. And uh, we're, we're, did I say that right? You said it perfect. Said it perfect. perfect. All right. I know we went over it before, but just wanted to make sure. <laughs> and uh, Bob is a nationally recognized speaker, mentor, and trainer who specializes in helping customers build their business through automation and outsourcing. Um, he currently owns four businesses and helps start one of the nation's largest real estate coaching programs. He's from Connecticut. He's a former hockey player. And uh, now moving forward, uh, he's been involved in real estate and, um, you know, had a bunch of properties that he's flipped. He's done over 1,500 transactions um, over the past decade. And now he's focusing on coaching and uh, virtual assistant staffing for real estate companies. Specifically, he's the owner of Riva Global LLC. That's Reva Global. You can check them out at revaglobal.com, R-E-V-A. Um, today, we're going to talk about what virtual assistants are, um, how they're beneficial to help helping you grow your real estate business, whether you're you know doing your own deals um, or bringing in outside partners to help you fund your deals or um, in pretty much any capacity to you know um, grow your real estate business. Uh, Bob's kind of seen it all. Um, we're going to talk about what virtual assistants are, uh, but you know, like we said, Bob's focused on the real estate industry, how to make you know real estate professionals more successful by you know uh, doing more while working less with virtual assistants. So I think that's uh, going to be the topic for today's discussion. If that works for you, Bob. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So, what is a VA? How can you know? I've seen a lot of people start out in the real estate business, whether they're focusing on multifamily or industrial real estate um, or residential real estate, and they try to outsource everything they can as quickly as possible um, to a virtual assistant, and then they end up firing them within the month um, (laughs) just because it doesn't work out. Uh, How can you kind of um, help people who are looking to start their business um, and then maybe for more the experienced real estate operators or, you know, business owners here, um, how can they feel comfortable to bring on a virtual assistant? Because a lot of them, even I found, aren't really s- specialized and trained um, for the niche industry um, and the service that we're trying to provide. So um, I guess, how do you find your VAs? And how, what's your company about? How can they help? Yeah, you know, you know, it's funny. You nailed it, though. It's um, and one of the things I highly recommend is be very clear on what you want a virtual assistant to do. Right? You know, you get investors that that come over and say, "All right, well, I want my VA to do nine thousand things." And you know, if you're going to hire someone in your own office here in the United States, I'm in Connecticut. You're in New Jersey. We're right next to each other. We would set them up for failure as well. If we, you know, if we haven't come in our office, we want them to do nine thousand things. You know, you start to look at different profiles, whether it's, you know, you take disk profiling or predictive indexing, whatever you do, you know, not, there's nobody that is great in everything, 
right? Same thing with sports in the background. Guess what? You're either um, fantastic offensively, fantastic defensively, right? There's usually not that one individual that is the best at everything. That's typically how it goes. You, you might get one outlier, right? But one of the things that – so we'll take a step back into that. One thing I highly recommend if you're looking for let's let's use a, a property manager as an example. If you're looking to relieve some pressure of you managing and you getting calls from tenants, you getting calls from you know other owners that actually own these units and you're actually managing them. Guess what? Then you know that's step one. The task number one is you want to make sure that those phone calls don't go to you, right? So now those calls will be going to a virtual assistant. That's step number one. Step number two, if you also want to do, um, uh, let's say, leasing, tenant screening, those are tasks specific that you want your virtual assistant to do. So to, to your case in point, I 100% agree with you. The reason why people um, have challenges at the beginning is because they're not extremely clear on what they want that virtual assistant to do. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. Um, so how are they few and far between? You mentioned a few areas yeah. like tenant screening uh property management you know um some of the you know phone calls coming in from yeah. tenants um you know i guess I, I i hear a lot of people especially when they're starting out oh i don't have the scale to afford a va yet yeah. um what do you say to that audience so if someone can't afford so here's the way i look at it when i look at my own office here uh, minimum wage to hire somebody here. Um, I don't know what it is in, in uh, New Jersey right now, but I know it's going up in Connecticut. It seems to be going up every single day. California, I think it's at 15 bucks, right? So for me personally here in Connecticut, to hire someone with a four-year college degree, is going to be very, very difficult. I'm going to be paying them you know, 60, 70, 80, $90,000 a year, where a virtual assistant is just a standard 1060. They have a four-year college degree, um, all the individuals that we do. So we have just a, a two-second rundown. Uh, Anthony of our company, it, they're all out of the Philippines. So I have an office here in Connecticut, and I also have an office in the Philippines. So we have a, a a recruiting team over the Philippines. We have a training team, a uh, placements team, operations team, accounting, HR, etc. So we have our team built out over in the Philippines, and we screen thousands of applications every single month to weed through all of the best of the best. So. Just like everything here, right? You have to go through a lot of applications to get the best. Sure. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So yep. in terms of your business, I mean, you've done over 1,500 transactions. How do you, you know, particularly use your VAs? And, you know, when you hire your VAs in the Philippines, you know, um, is obviously might be a little bit of a language barrier, but maybe not. Um, uh, is there any challenges to that? And then also with retention? When you hire a VA, are they likely to stay or do they kind of bounce around or maybe this is a part-time, you know, you hire them part-time and they work for somebody else part-time and it just kind of cycles that way. Um, you know, how do you best utilize your VAs? Like you mentioned, it's hard to yeah. find somebody domestically um, for the type of work you're you know, looking to have. For your business. Yeah. So I start. yeah, I started my first coming back in 2014. So we've done a very good job of building a great culture um, in the Philippines. Just, um, just so everybody knows that English is one of their main languages over there. So it's, uh, so the English barrier, it's, you know, it's fantastic. And we pre-screen through that with our sourcing and recruiting team. 
we already pre-screened all of our virtual assistants to make sure when they come out the other end and they go through training that they already pass all of our tests, our four-point proficiency tests, et cetera. So we do take care of all of that heavy lifting for you. Um, again, we've tested all of the different models. Um, and the best model for us is we have, we offer part-time and full-time. So it's either 20 hours a week and 40 hours a week. So just like you said, we have, um, you know, we have property managers that use our service, real estate agents, real estate investors, uh, individuals that, you know, raise money as well, going out to, to, you know, uh, joining all LinkedIn groups, joining all Facebook groups and looking, cause I know you do syndications. That's one of the things that, um, would helps out some of the individuals that use our service. Let me go to look for individuals with money and building a list and then, you know, starting that whole process on that side of it. Um, you know, I've done, a, 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 I have two syndications out of uh, Texas right now as well. So I jumped in that space. A lot of stuff that I do, um, in my office on the real estate investing side, it is mostly on the residential side where then I take that profit and I do double them into syndication. So a lot of what you do, um, I'm, I'm one of the guys that'll be on that list that'll be able to build and you'll be, you'll be reaching out to me to invest in your, your syndication properties. You guys have a phenomenal portfolio. I was just checking it out. So, uh, mm-hmm. great stuff there. Yeah. So, um, in terms of when a uh, company's looking to hire a VA and make that decision, how long does the onboarding process take with using, you know, a company like ours as an example? Um, Absolutely. And then, you know, is there a period where it's almost like a trial, just like with any type of employment, there's a trial yep. period for whatever, three months, let's just say, and if it doesn't work out, and then you might have yeah. to go in a different direction. What have you seen most common um, when, you know, the hiring process starts to take place? And then also when you hire somebody, um, a lot of these smaller to mid-sized firms may not have a human resources department. So how do you manage, right. you know, the quality um, control that's coming out of um, your virtual assistants? Yeah, we handle all that for everybody on that side of it. So, um, so for instance, if you're interested in a virtual assistant, what we do is we put together three different individuals and put them in front of you. So you don't have to, you know, First of all, we'll get all the tasks that you're looking to do, and then we'll do predictive indexing. We'll do disk profiling. So we'll match. It's kind of like Match.com. We'll match up the virtual assistant with the with the type of skills that you're looking for. So I mean, if you're looking for an admin VA, it's going to be different than someone you want on the phones. Total different personalities. So what we'll do, like I said, we'll we'll sift through all the applications with all the their background, and we'll put them in front of you. We'll even give you questions if you need questions to ask on the interview process. And then after you're done with the three interviews, um, typically our success rate at that time is very, very high in the industry to pick one of those three. If you want an, uh, you want more individuals to interview, we'll put more candidates in front of you as well. Um, so the onboarding takes less than a week. So for instance, once you raise your hand, you say, you know what, I love, let's say, uh, Jane or Jim, then it takes literally probably about three days to get up and running. So it's very, very simple. And then uh, we don't have any lock-in period at all. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge believer in um, not locking people up into contracts like, like, like cell phone, you know, like a, a, a cell phone carrier does. Because um, if you're not happy with my service, then I believe that, hey, move on, vice versa. That's the way I look at other services as well. Um, it's my job to make sure that I do a great job for you. So that's the way I may look at it a little different, some other people, but I think that's very, very important. 
um, being a service provider and an operator on the other side, because I also use my own service in my own business. Awesome. Um, so have you had companies hire, I, I guess, you know, in even browsing your website, it seems that you have a VA for a lot of different tasks as we talk about um, does. And when you're trying to onboard a new company interested in hiring VAs, do they start out with one or two and then they see how it goes? And if they're beneficial, then they grow from there and potentially yep. hiring more in different departments. Um, how does how does that usually work? Yeah, so we have companies that have started with one and then have grown to 20. We've had some individuals that start with two. So it's all over the board because we have all real estate professionals. We have, like I said, we have real estate agents that are different than real estate investors that are different than uh, multifamily operators because they're all they're all different tasks. We also have you know bookkeeping VAs as well that help with all of the bookkeeping behind the scenes because obviously, as you know, in the syndication world and a multifamily world, there's a lot of a lot of moving parts and a lot of numbers going back and forth. So. We also have virtual assistants that do uh, those type of tasks as well. Now, it, your primarily talent pool is sourced from the Philippines. Is that correct? You correct. Mentioned? That is correct. Yep. We're 100% of the Philippines as of um, today. As of today. Okay. Is there a time yep. difference, time zone? So it's a 12-hour time difference. Um, it's it's really – so the customer service industry um, in the Philippines is – obviously huge. There's a lot of huge companies here in the United States that outsource to the Philippines. So they work at night. So our daytime, we're in Eastern Standard Time. It's their nighttime. So they're very familiar and they're very, like, that is, that's commonplace for them to work at night. Got it. So they work nighttime yep. here while we're here in the daytime in the States. Correct. Yep. Very commonplace. Interesting. Okay. Um, is there any other industries and, you know, obviously this is a real estate podcast, but have you seen other industries pick up VAs for, you know, whatever, yep. you know, uh, facet of their business they're trying to plug a hole for? Yeah, we actually have a whole medical division as well. We have over, I believe my numbers could be a little off right now. We have over 350 medical virtual assistants that work in different um that, that work in different offices, like insurance verifications, prior authorizations, front desk, triage, et cetera. So we do have a whole industry in any type of industry you can think of. Um, we also have a, a flooring company that uses 10 of our VAs, different types of tasks within their company. So absolutely, there's other industries out there that, um, that definitely can use virtual assistants. So one of them that we have, we specialize in two of them. One is the real estate side of it. The other one is the medical side. We also do have a marketing company that has, I think, 25 of our virtual assistants right now on the marketing side, TikTok videos, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so in terms of, so you guys are managing the human resource component, you're managing the hiring process uh, for your clients. Um, I guess, is there, how do you guys make money as, as a company? Yeah, so how we make money, a little bit how we do it. We It's it's kind of like um same, um, it's the compound effect. You ever read the book Compound Effect by Darren Hardy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's um, we hire at a certain amount and then we offer at X amount, right? So then you, you make the difference in between and we have a whole management staff. We have, like I said, we have, we have a sourcing recruiting team. We have a training team. We have placements, operations, HR, accounting, et cetera. 
that obviously encompasses all of our company. So what we do is we have a client, we bill X amount, um, we have uh, a, you know, a, a VA and we pay Y amount. So that's typically a little bit of the background of how that goes. So the only bill your client is getting is an invoice every month from you. Correct. And, and that's pretty much it. The VAs aren't billing, you know, let's say Red Knight, my company. Direct. Correct. It's all going yep. through you. We take care of all that. We take and we we also do offer them some very very good benefits on the on the um, on the side of HMO and things like that. So we have um, our stick rate for our virtual assistants is extremely extremely high. It's higher than a lot of the industry. Excellent, awesome. So how can if someone wants to learn more, how can they find you? Learn more about your company and potentially move forward. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can check us out on, on our website, like, like you uh, gave earlier, revaglobal.com, revaglobal.com. Also, you can check us out on uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. We're all over We're all over there. Um, but definitely check out our website. There's a strategy session you could have uh, set up with our admissions team and uh, just go over what tasks that you're looking to, looking to uh, outsource and uh, we could help you along those lines. Love it. Love it. And we'll have a link to the website and our social media platform and iTunes description. So you can just click right on there. We'll also have a link to Bob's LinkedIn, as he mentioned, and some other, um, you know, hyperlinks to reach out to Bob. So yeah, really appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, Looking forward to staying in touch and yeah, definitely interested to learn more. Appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Thank you.